Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Random Chatter. I'm Eric, and I'm joined tonight by Tim, but not by Lou. Lou could make it this evening. So, as is standard network policy, anything that happens that goes awry is automatically Lou's fault. Sorry, Lou. That's how it goes. Tim, how are you doing tonight? I am doing pretty darn right. well, Eric. How about yourself? I'm, I'm doing pretty well, too. Um, I'm... Uh, I... I I'm wrapping up a week of vacation. Got to spend it with my son. Mm-hmm. Got to watch a lot of Stranger Things and a lot of Doctor Who. Little uh, burned out of of binging television. We did other things too. We went to two <laughs> different zoos. We went to uh, two different larger shopping malls out of town. We went to uh, we went to see a, uh, a Quiet Place too. Um, mm. Like we were the only people in the theater. Which is kind of nice. Um, he seen the first one, I assume. When he came down, yeah, he really wanted to go see something in the theater because where he lives um, up in the Northeast, all the theaters around him are still closed. And here there are some that have opened gotcha. up and they've been um, doing reserve seating. And then when you buy your seats, they block out all of the seats around you and, and all that. Nice. So I thought, okay, well, I could take him on a day where it's a matinee in the middle of a weekday. And to a movie nobody's going to go see. The problem is, <laughs> I mean, there's not a lot out right now. He's not seen any of the Fast and Furious movies. Doesn't want to see Cruella. Definitely does not want to see Peter Rabbit 2. And he said, well, what about A Quiet Place? And I'm like, well, I mean, it's PG-13. It's not R. Yeah, maybe. So we watched the first one and he liked it. So, and Good. it it's interesting. It felt very stranger things. And, and he was very quick to point out the similarities mm. between the aliens in a quiet place and the Demogorgon in stranger things. Have mm-hmm. you seen, you've watched stranger things, right? Okay. Have not, no. I would, I, I, I know I enough. I would recommend it, you watch but, yeah. it. it. It's actually good. Like even having heard about it and you're like, okay, yeah, I get it. It's still worth watching. I, I would highly recommend it. Yeah. So Good. anyway, Good. yeah, that's what we've been up to. Um, so, uh, yeah, it, it's a little sad that my week of vacation is done and now I have to go back to work. But, uh, you know, that's how it goes. So. So how has your week been? Uh, Good good uh, good. You know, productive week. Uh, got a lot of stuff done. Uh, you know, most of my clients have been on vacation. And taking like prolonged vacations because um, they haven't been yeah. on vacation for the last 16 mm-hmm. months or longer. And um, so a lot of them have been like, oh, hey, it's June. Bye bye. Yeah. Which is either July. really good or really uh, bad, depending on whether you need something from them or not. It, yeah, it, it, it's it's been good. good. Uh you know, a couple of them are, are long running clients that I have good relationships with. I pretty much know everything I need to know or have access to, to other people. Uh, and then actually for some of the newer clients, quite literally, we had started one like two weeks before she went on vacation and she said, here's the county administrator's phone number and email address. Call them if you need anything. Uh, I'm out. I'm like, okay. Awesome. So, yeah. Yeah, you know, good good stuff. Um, so yeah, it's it's basically been really quiet, like no meetings. But of course, like starting tomorrow, boom, I'm racked with meetings for the next two weeks because everybody's yeah. back. Misa back. 
I don't know. I mean, so, people yeah. can still take vacation other times in June. I don't know why everybody had to do it this like last week, but Fourth of July is coming. Why would you <clears> not <throat> take your vacation around Fourth of July though? I would have. Somebody else got to it first, but that's okay. I the thing is, I suspect a lot of people probably are like they took this big vacation in June because you know, they, they really mm -hmm. wanted to. And then with 4th of July coming up, I kind of suspect that, yeah, okay, people will be back in the office. They'll kind of spend the next few days getting caught up, probably take Friday off, yeah. maybe take Thursday off. They have Four Monday off. Five day weekend. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, that makes yeah. Sense. yeah. Well, the news has kind of uh, taken a week off too. There's not really been any earth shattering mm. news, but... We do have a few things in the news. First of all, F9, a.k.a. Fast and the Furious Part 9, uh, did pretty well at the box office. $70 million in its opening weekend. And COVID's still going on. Theaters are still closed. Uh, the ones that are open, people still aren't running out there and, and, uh, and, and seeing a whole lot. So... And the ones that are open yep. still are not open to capacity because they're doing, as, as I mentioned earlier, they're, they're blocking out the seats around people for social distancing. Mm -hmm. So 70 million, not bad. And to this point, this is the biggest opening since Rise of Skywalker in 2019. Which is, and that was uh, what, December, was December of 2019. Right? Yeah. So that's... I don't know. I found that really interesting. I hadn't thought about that, that it had, it had been that long yep. since anything had made at least 70 million. Yeah. So, well, you know, and it's, it's a, obviously a, a big franchise and, um, you know, they're, they're kind of catching this at the right point in yeah. time, you know, even though there are a lot of restrictions and there's still some people like myself, I'm not ready to, to, to go back to mm -hmm. a theater yet. Uh, but they're also not even able to pack theaters in, yeah. um, in a lot of places, uh, you know, here in New York restrictions have been completely lifted. Um, so, you know, they, they certainly can, I don't know if they are, I, I really, I don't know what, uh, you know, if people are really lining up to, to get in, uh, you know, I mean, we've been to restaurants and that kind of stuff and we're seeing them be busy. Yeah. Uh, but not necessarily, you know, pre pandemic kind right. of stuff. Um, so I, I think a lot of people are taking a little bit of time to get into it. I mean, we've got this Delta variant thing out there that has some people concerned, uh, you know, even if you are vaccinated. So, I mean, even for me, you know, it's probably going to be like fall before I'm ready to, to kind of do yeah. that. You know, we've got the black widow movie coming up soon and, uh, you know, I'm going to be, uh, watching it on yep. Disney plus Same in my here. living room. So yeah. it's, uh, you know, I, I think it's going to be the end of the year before we really start to see the box office really hit recovery anyway. I mean, yeah. it's, yeah, we were talking before about just the lack of releases makes any release automatically. It, it's going to do something in the Heights had kind of a yeah. lackluster release, but musicals always have. So that's not that sure. surprising. So if you remove that one exception, um, I mean, yeah, we, we kind of knew that this was going to dominate when it came out. 
and uh, it's done really well worldwide. And it's the type of movie that mm-hmm. you kind of want to see in a theater if if you're willing to see something in a theater. Like, just speaking for the environment itself, it is definitely a theatrical style movie. Um, yeah, I, I think we're going to get a couple of big ones like this, but I don't think we're going to get anything really big again until, I mean, even Black Widow, um, because it's also coming out on Disney+, Plus. I don't think it's going to make, like, major bank at the box office. Right. Um, yeah. Snake Eyes. I don't remember if that's getting a streaming release or not. I don't remember what studio is doing. I don't it. think it is getting a streaming release. And is no. Shang-Chi also coming to Disney Plus? New. No, Shang-Chi will but be that's full not until theater. September or something, right? Okay. Correct. All right. Yes. That that will in all likelihood be my be first uh, my first theater film, yeah. I think it's good. So timing. we've uh, I I actually got asked last week by someone about um the about the movie draft yeah and oh i missed that you know and, and we haven't talked about it you know you and i and, and, and lou haven't really talked about it but i said you know hey maybe first quarter of next year we we might and and it'll be a really the first one's going to be really interesting because we're just not going to know where the hell it's gonna we're be at chaos like it really will. And it's going to come down to it's going to be less about actual numbers and it's going to be more about relative positioning. Yeah. Because I don't know. How, I, I really can't predict how much movie A is going to make or how much movie B is going to make. But I can surmise surmise that movie A is going to make more than movie B. That's basically the best guess that I think really we'll right. be able to do. Because it's just, it's a totally different box office, very different and structure. there's not as many things coming out. I mean, even looking into the beginning of the next calendar year, there aren't as many releases scheduled per weekend because of the pandemic and because people didn't yeah. know what to do. And there's been a delay on production too. There production aren't as many delays. movies ready yeah. to come out. Yeah. So. And, and plus we're also going to have this changeover from, uh, you know, some studios are, are doing streaming through the end of this calendar year uh, or, you know, day and date releases streaming and, and theater. And then next year, starting next year, they're putting them solely in the yeah. theater. So obviously that's going to make numbers jump, but we really can't compare anything to the last two years. No. It, it's going to be we, we, weird. we look at 2020 and 2021 and in every history book for every statistic out there, there's a giant asterisk next to those two saying don't know yeah. what happened but uh yeah well and we can't compare things back to yeah. 2019 because 2022 is not going to be picking up where we left no. off with rise of skywalker uh or it, it in the end of uh, 2019 it might eventually get to a point where it normalizes into something similar to what we saw before but it's not going to be for the first year or two it's going to take at least two years yep. before things return to something that's similar because you got to look at the entire life cycle of the movie. Again, this goes back to the beginning of production and then you've got mm-hmm. through the entire production of the film and then into distribution, promotion, distribution, release, et cetera. It's not just like, Hey, we've got 600 movies we're sitting on. I mean, they did at first and now a year and a half later, there haven't been new movies being made. Not many, some, but you know, it's been reduced. 
But I think you're right. I think uh, not this calendar year, definitely. Like, we're not even looking at it. <laughs> we wish we were. We and, there's, it. There's, and there's also things like, you know, when Lion King came out a few few years ago, week 10, that movie was still making money for us yeah. in the movie draft. That's not going to happen anymore, folks. Movies are going to be cutting out of theaters sooner and moving on to pay-per-view and then streaming platforms. Uh, yes, but I think at first, I think at first because of the lack of number of films being released until that catches up, I think the quantity issue will keep things in the theater a little bit longer, but to what I, I think you're trying to say, I don't think people are going to care. I don't think it's going to matter unless it's something that really needs to be seen in a theater. Um, yeah. But I, I think that there is going to be a situation where we are going to see movies stick around longer because there's nothing else to replace them for a while. Uh, We've already seen, though, some studios signing contracts with streaming oh yeah. services mm -hmm. saying at week six. And that's the thing, though. You get We it. could have week six on streaming and it's still in the theater. And true, so it's not going to make a lot of money, but it will still be there because there's nothing else to push it out of those screens. Right, right. Yeah. So, it, yeah, it, it, it'll make money. But I and for most of those movies, most we're not talking a Marvel movie, Star Wars movie, DC movie, yeah. none of that. You know, we're, we're talking like the non franchise kind of stuff where it's going to be like that that week six, it's going to be like a few tens of thousands yeah. of dollars that these movies are making it, in the box it's gonna office. Be, it's it's going to be It's going to be the teenagers who could watch the movie at home and streaming, but they really want to get out of the house and away from their parents more so than they ever have in the last three yeah. years. And so they're going to just go mm -hmm. to the theater, pay for whatever ticket is in front of them and just sit and, and quote, watch, I'm using air quotes there, a, uh, you know, an eight week old movie. What else do teenagers do in a movie theater? Well, that's actually, we're covering that in our next what, what episode, What are you insinuating? Tim. Yes. Oh, good. Movie theater the, logistics you know, and act, extracurricular activities. Yeah, it's a whole <laughs> different discussion. Um, so yeah. speaking of movies and big releases, and we mentioned Shang-Chi, trailer dropped for Shang-Chi. And mm -hmm. I have to say, I was not interested in Shang-Chi, wasn't really interested in the Eternals either. Um, which also had a trailer drop. And uh, I knew, you know, hey, it's the MCU. They're going to be good. I will end up liking them. But as of right now, not sold. Not, I'm not interested. Right. I, I, I will be. Not interested yet. This trailer for Shang-Chi. These are two movies. These are two movies that a lot of people don't have connections to. Yeah, right. To. And I'm one of them. Like, I know of The Eternals. I had never heard of Shang-Chi before it was brought up. Um, at the big announcement they did. Now, to be fair, I have not been actively collecting comics since before Shang-Chi was really uh, a thing. But um, yeah. even with the Eternals, which I'd known a little bit of, I didn't know their names or anything, but like I was familiar with the concepts and all that. Even see, seeing the teasers, it's like, eh, just don't, don't care. But the new Eternals looks... Um, Makes it look interesting. Still not sold. The mm -hmm. new Shang-Chi sold me, though. That looked good. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the new Shang-Chi trailer, um, you know, they're showing the effects. 
I like that they have a completely different concept of the right? ten rings. I like that. Um, which literally in the comics, they are rings that you put mm-hmm. on your fingers. Here, they're like these like power bracelet kind of things, which is really yeah. cool. Um, so, you know, we see a lot of uh, effects in that regard. Um, a lot of people are talking about uh, we, we, we do see a shot where there's like some kind of like fighting ring and we see Abomination and yeah. Wong. Um, so Wong from the Doctor Strange movies um, an abomination from all the way back to the uh, to the Hulk Played movie. by Tim Roth. Yep. Yeah. A lot of people are like, oh, abomination. I couldn't care less about the return of abomination. Put Wong in every yeah. freaking movie. I yep. love the character. I love the actor. I I am I am pro yep. Wong. Abomination, I really couldn't care less about. I'm interested to see how much of a role I'm actually I'm interested to see how much role both of them have. I, I will it would be a really strange <laughs> one off. I, I will say I'm interested in seeing Abomination um, only because he's fighting Wong and I want to see what Wong does. Once that scene's over, get rid Wong of Abomination. Gonna... I don't care. But like I want to see because we see that one moment where he just like gets knocked across the ring. So yeah. But then it's not abomination that makes it interesting is it's how does Wong handle abomination? Mm-hmm. That's the interesting yeah. part. So I, I'm with you. I could care less about oh, what's the character's name, Blonsky or something. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, I mean, I, I did not anticipate Wong being in the movie. Um, but there's a lot of connections that make sense. I mean, yes, there's that he's Asian and this is a, predominantly Asian cast centered on an Asian character and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, still nonetheless, in a much larger world, that connection still makes sense because the rings uh, have uh, magic roots to them. Wong is uh, Dr. Strange's right-hand guy who's actually been in this business a lot longer than Dr. Strange has. I mean, he was the, the fundamentally the librarian uh, for, for them. And, and you know, the, the rings come from, uh, got a lot more wisdom oh, yeah. in this. No, it, it totally fits. And I'm glad to see, I, I, I would almost rather see him in it than Dr. Strange. And because yes, I think strange I would be too much of a distraction, whereas Wong would just fit, um, organically in it. Mm-hmm. And also the rings, yeah. I guess, came from, uh, the dragon, was it Fin Fang Foom or something, uh, in the comics. In, in, the in the comics, and then yes. he came from, and, and we've heard Fin Fang Foom is not going to be in. Correct. The, the dragon movie. you see in the trailer is not Fin Fang Foom. That's already been confirmed by right. the director, um, but he does. So the origin of the rings they do come from a, like a different mystical realm or something, and that is the type of thing that mm-hmm. Doctor Strange and and the other um, ancient ones are involved with. And then I guess yeah. this tournament that they're doing, it's almost like a kind of a Mortal Kombat-ish sort of thing. Yeah. Is, um, I don't know if they're fighting for the rings or like what the the prize is there, but apparently different countries, organizations, things like that are all like bringing someone to the tournament because the stakes are like control of the world level high. I hope they do that much better than it Mortal wouldn't Kombat take much. did. 
it, no, it really it, wouldn't. It wouldn't. But my gosh, that was just such like, okay, that's fine. Have that as your central storyline. And then they just dropped it and walked yeah. away. Well, you know, it, it, <laughs> what the hell it, it's, it's the whole tournament <laughs> that, that doesn't actually have an actual tournament in it. There, there's that. Yeah. It's like we were watching Space Jam this past week. I forgot to mention that on the uh, oh, on the reviews the, thing. But why? no, it was Teen Titans Go had a Father's Day special where they are kind of doing an MST3K on the original Space Jam movie. No, okay. I never caught before that it doesn't happen in space. No, the whole thing oh. happens in the center of the yeah. earth. Because that's where Toontown is. Yeah. So, Space Jam, that's not in space. Adding to my mm. list of annoyances with, with the film. But, but uh, yeah, Mortal yeah. Kombat, yeah. The, the tournament movie with no tournament. Um, just having the tournament in Shang-Chi will make it better because at least it's there sure. and it happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good trailer, though. But yeah, I'm, 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 yeah, really was a good trailer. I'm looking forward to yeah. this movie. Um, we're going to talk more about the trailer on uh, Guardians of the MCU Excellent. tomorrow night. So uh, be sure to catch that episode coming out. All right. Shortly. Well, on to the rest of the lightning round here now that we're 20 minutes in and we've hit like two, two items. <laughs> um, we'll blitz through the rest two of items. it. Yeah, so much for a lightning round. J.J. Um, Abrams is producing a four-part UFO docuseries. Um, I get the impression that this is kind of a, a follow-up to the UFO footage stuff that got released and, and kind of following that thread. Um, excuse me. He is also going to be producing uh, Madame Xanadu for HBO Max. Are, are you familiar with Madame Xanadu? Uh, really? Vaguely, but, but, but enough. Okay, well, you're ahead of me then because she's a DC character. And I've never heard of her. So I guess we'll have to get with Mike on DC Talk and have him explain it. But uh, Abrams yep. is producing that for HBO Max. So, and I guess that's going to be a series, I think. I think that's yeah. what I heard too. Um, yeah. Speaking of series, and most of you probably already know this, Disney Plus has announced that they're going to be releasing new series on Wednesday nights now, um, or Wednesday mornings rather, instead of Fridays. I have to mm-hmm. say, I kind of like that. It's been working out well for Loki. I, yeah. I think I prefer that over the, the Friday release because Friday, um, if you're not going to get up at O Dark 30 to watch it, you know, you go through your work day on Friday and then you get home and you have an opportunity to watch it, but it's Friday night. You know, we have lives. We go out, we party, we go on dates, we we do the the drinking thing. We we go, do, I don't know, what what... What's the stuff that people with lives do, Tim? Because it, I'm just making this stuff up. It, I was just going to say, Eric, please uh, continue to tell me things. No, no, that you I don't read it do. online, Tim. These are real. <laughs> I read it online. People have fun on Friday nights, apparently. But yeah, I, I think it's yeah, easier. No, on... it, it, it definitely does make sense. Yeah. Uh, Disney Plus is going to continue releasing uh, movies on Fridays. Uh, Netflix has been releasing movies on Fridays for yeah. a while. So, you know, Disney Plus, they, they, they want to be able to um, to mitigate some of that, give things kind of its its, you know, their own space mm-hmm. and time. Uh, changing things was really kind of a, a last minute call um, in a relative sense with Loki. And, and it worked out well yeah. for them. It particularly worked out well, I think, because they're running Loki on Wednesdays, but we still have 
uh, Bad Batch mm-hmm. on Fridays, which I really like. And, you know, it's something that uh, th- that Lizzie brought up um, in, in Guardians last week was what they should be doing is is Marvel Mondays. Mm. Uh, and then do, you know, like Star Wars on Wednesdays, something like that, because, you know, that inevitably we're going to have, you know, a series for each franchise coming out and for them to come out on the same day. I, uh, the alliteration you know, of Marvel Mondays, it's it's, is it's great, but I, I think Mondays from an audience point of view. Um, you know, it's your first day back for the work week and you're not really paying attention to new things coming out. You're trying to catch up with all the things that happen over the weekend, et cetera. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But I, I think that the, the spacing out of things is good. So first of all, I think that having it on a Wednesday makes it easier to catch up with during the week. Again, people are doing other things with their weekends. Number two, spacing it out so we have Loki and then separately Bad Batches because they're not tripping over each other. Mm-hmm. Number three... Having it on Wednesday takes it away from all of the new movies on Friday. So it's not getting mm-hmm. confused in that news cycle. Um, I I think it's just all around. It, it's a good, it's a smart move. Yeah. I I suspect that we will see another change. I, I, I think that because Disney Plus is not going to want to compete against itself. And, and I think that once there is a significant Marvel series out at the same time, as a Star Wars series, especially a live action thing like Mandalorian or something like that, they're they're going to say, no, we want to separate the two. They got to be on different days. I don't think they're going to release um, any more on the same day, but I don't know how often we're going to have. I, I think it's still going to be a while before we get simultaneous things. And, and maybe it's just leftover production delays because of covid. I, I don't know. But I, I think we're a little yeah. ways out. I agree with you, though, that I don't think they're going to release more than one major tentpole thing on the, on Wednesday. <clears throat> um, one other thing we didn't mention um, about that is right now, how often during the week do you pull up Disney Plus? Twice. Basically okay. twice. How yeah. often did you do it when The Mandalorian was on? Once a Once. week, Disney does not yep. want people loading up their app only once a week. And they don't have a yep. lot of new stuff. They, 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 yeah, they want multiple right. hits per week. So per subscriber, it's smart for them to space it out. Like, so that. I, yeah. So it, what we are going to see here, um, I just went over to, to my lists, uh, in, in guardians, uh, we are going to have the What If uh, animated series uh, that's going to start on August 23rd. Um, I would have to check and see if that's a Wednesday or not. I, I don't know if that date would get changed. Um, they're also still committing to both Hawkeye and Ms. Marvel releasing late this year. Um, so I certainly suspect that they would not have the two running simultaneously. Yeah. Um, are we supposed to get anything Star Wars? Um, book of Mandalorian is coming out. Or book of Mandalorian. The book of Boba Fett's coming out around Christmas. Um, I think the uh, what? What's the the Star Wars Infinities thing? No, no, it's Visions. I think it's coming out. I think that's the anime thing. There's going to be a preview for that coming up soon at some anime mm-hmm. convention, and I thought that's supposed to be releasing later this year, but it's also more of a side project. 
um, it, it's not uh, like a an A list um, product. I, I hate to put it that way. I, I don't mean gotcha. to diminish it, but it it's not like you know the uh, continuation of the the ongoing canon. Blah 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 blah. It's not a, a tentpole flagship thing. It's like a oh hey we yeah. got this other cool thing you should really check it out. It's more that sort of thing, and it does look cool. Gotcha. But yeah, it's you know there's going to be like the droids cartoon, but that's not coming this year. I, I think um, Visions is going to be the only thing that's maybe still on the slate for 2021. So sure. Um, well, and I'll tell you, you know, I mean, next year for for uh, Marvel on Disney Plus, we've got Moon Knight, She Hulk. Mm-hmm. Ironheart, Secret Invasion, Armor Wars, uh, and uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday yeah. special, uh, which of course will, will be December. But each of those others uh, will be what, two episodes thing, a piece. Got one, two, three, four. So we'll get through them in like three weeks. <laughs> uh, yes, I mean you know five series next yeah, that's year. Big. That's that's pretty significant. Which is good because the movies um, and, you know, keep getting pushed out. Um, so that'll be that'll be nice. Yeah, they've they've made some adjustments, but they finally started to to stabilize some. But we're getting um, fewer than we thought for the films, right? Fewer per calendar year. Yeah, because yeah, because of the COVID yeah. shift um, and production delays, they they had to space yeah. some things out. So we're getting uh, obviously Black Widow in a couple of weeks. We have Shang Chi in September, Eternals in November, Spider Man three in December. Um. 2022 and 20 well 2022 has six movies slated still oh yeah uh we have ant-man 3 we have doctor strange 2 we have thor love and thunder uh black panther 2 blade and uh captain marvel 2 or or the marvels is is what it is now titled so all right um yeah 22 is going to be a very big and busy year for for marvel and that doesn't include sony releasing uh the morbius film Along I'm with uh, Spider-Man, no. uh, the C- the uh, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse two, mm. which is not MCU, but it is but it's still very big, Marvel still very awesome. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, big big Marvel year next All year. Right. Well, that that's more promising than I had realized. So that's good. All right, back to the lightning round. <laughs> what lightning I'm, I'm going to crank through the rest of these fast. <laughs> this next one's probably going to be the longest of it. any of them. Scarlett Johansson is producing and starring in the next movie based on a Disney theme park attraction, Tower of Terror. Yay. So she's going to be in a hotel, and then at some point, she's going to fall down a really, really, really long elevator shaft. And, like, that's the gimmick. Like, who cares? Who cares? Hey, I'll tell you, I can't wait for Jungle Cruise to come out. Uh, you know, obviously, Pirates uh, was huge. I mean, we're... I, I'm looking forward to it. I think Tower of Terror is going to be fun. I think you're nuts. I, 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 I like that they're doing these things. And the thing is, they're really not even even barely using the premise of the rides of the attractions, they're just simply using them as, as inspiration. So, like it worked for me and, for, and, and, and for jungle cruise, all, all kidding aside about how utterly ridiculous it looks. I accept the fact that the premise allows for a good movie. 
I don't think it's going to be a good mm-hmm. movie because it looks ridiculous, but it could have been a good movie. I get that. Haunted Mansion. I mean, we've been watching Haunted House movies for generations now. Like that actually works. Tower of yep. Terror, if you want to make it a haunted hotel movie, okay. I I don't know. I uh I'll just leave it at that because we have other things to get through, but we would love to hear from you guys out there. What do you think of this? Are, are you interested in this at all? I, I know most people probably are going to be, and they're going to say, Eric, you're, you're just being stupid. Or maybe they'll be nice and not say stupid, but they'll say you're being ridiculous and that's fine. But I am not at all Plus, sold you know, on this at all, at all. Disney, ScarJo, it, it's, it's going to work. It'll make money. So if you say it'll work Mm -hmm. from like a business point of view, absolutely. I agree with you. hundred percent. Um, NBC, NBC, how far you have fallen. So they have canceled manifest. I just started watching manifest on Netflix. I got through the first few episodes. I thought, you know what? This actually, this is pretty good. And Netflix had it in its top 10. Um, as far as like the most watched things that week, people seem to be liking it. The numbers online, people were saying, you know, hey, the numbers are really great. Um, three days later, NBC canceled it. I'm like, why am I watching this? And I thought, no, hold on a minute. I bet we're going to hear news that Netflix might pick it up because if it's doing that well for Netflix. And it was like right on that banner page when you first load up your Netflix app on your TV. It was right there for a while. And I thought, OK. We'll see. Two days later, NBC considering purchasing Manifest. Good. Mm. Safe to continue watching. Two days later, Netflix no longer considering picking up Manifest. They're going to pass. Manifest is canceled. And the end of the whatever season is, second season, third season, ends on a major cliffhanger. And I found out what it was. And it's a major cliffhanger. It's like... If you're going to watch it anyway, maybe just skip the last episode. So very disappointing. They also canceled Good Girls. Uh, That is the one about the three women who um, get involved with like robberies and drug smuggling and and, uh, stuff like that. It was actually uh, I, I saw maybe half the first season. It was really good. And they've gotten through, I think, three seasons so far. No, four seasons. They're on the fourth season. Um, Netflix was considering picking that up, I guess, and they declined on that as well. So there will not be a season five. Uh, Brian Fuller, who... I don't remember whether he wrote or produced Heroes and some of Star Trek Discovery. He is going to be doing an adaptation of Christine by Stephen King. This will be for mm. Sony Pictures okay. and Blumhouse. Blumhouse is the most exciting thing in that whole entry for me. So we'll see how it goes. I, I this whole remaking the Stephen King well, kick. I don't. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe. Uh, yeah, you know, I I, I think of anyone. Uh, Blumhouse Productions is is. You know, they're they're reimagining of things um, or, or their original 
imagining of things I, I think is, is, uh, really spot on. I mean, they, they do really intriguing things that just totally grab yeah. the audience. They're doing um, things we haven't seen you know, before. They, they do. Yeah. 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 And, and they're not afraid to deviate from the, from the traditional story when, when they remake right. things. So, uh, you know, I, I mean, anything Stephen King, obviously, at least on the surface is, is a pretty big grab. Uh, Christine is a, is a significant title in the collection. So, uh, you know, I, I, I think it's good. I, and, you know, I mean, while these are some things and there was, uh, I don't know, something we talked about within one of our shows tonight uh, about remakes. Oh, we were talking about little shop of horrors mm. where, Certain movies, I think, can be somewhat iconic, but still can be worth a remake. So, I mean, if you take something like Pet Cemetery or whatever, okay, yeah, the original movie, absolutely iconic. It was a great movie. It was also done in, what, the 80s, dated effects, that kind of stuff, and I know they've done like some weird sequels and that kind of stuff, but I'm just kind of taking that movie for, for what it was. If you have a really good imaginative progressive studio like Blumhouse who says, Hey, we want to redo that. And they get a green light to redo that. You know, you're going to have a really good, uh, contemporary compelling movie. And it doesn't at all diminish what the original was. You know, I, I think this is an instance where if you, if you love, the first movie, like, uh, you know, I'll, I'll probably one of my favorites is Misery. Yeah. Absolutely love that movie. And that's a fairly, fairly timeless movie. I mean, there's a typewriter in it, but we can get past that. But that was actually part of the character, it, it, too. Like he he liked the exactly, you know, the, the clickety clack of the yeah. keys. I mean, that was written in a time when there yeah. were word processors and, and all that. Sure. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? That's one of those movies that if if someone said they were going to redo it, eh, I might raise an eyebrow at it, but I wouldn't protest mm-hmm. it. I mean, even though the you know the cast was fantastic, the the telling of the story was was fantastic, I would be open to seeing a reimagining of of yeah, that. I'd be movie. okay with it. Um, and I think Christine too. You know, like, th- there's nothing about the original Christine. That, you know, we were talking about Little Shop of Horrors and we're talking about the fact you've got Rick Moranis, you've got Steve mm-hmm. Martin, anything you do, you're immediately going to be comparing them to that. Something like Christine. Do you even remember who starred in the original Christine? I don't know. Mm, right. So I, I don't think it's going to have that same problem. I think it's so old now. And uh, even when it was written, it was, I think, set a little bit before that time when the movie came out i think it's going to be fine redoing it i just i know that if lou were here that he would point out that it might be better to bring something new in rather than just recycling something like that and we're recycling christine we're recycling uh firestarter we just recently recycled it and to be fair it was pretty good i'm not gonna lie it, it was uh better than i thought it was gonna be yeah but I, I don't know. I, and and premise wise, like back then, I thought the premise for Christine was interesting. Today, 
I, I just don't. I mean, what are they going to do? Like a smart car that has AI and then drives around killing people? I, I mean, that's already happening out in California, right? I mean, like. Right, right. Big deal. New documentary. All right. Anyway, two last things. Steven Spielberg's production company, Amblin uh, Partners, has a new partner with Netflix. They're going to be producing uh, streaming movies for Netflix. No word on uh, how big the deal was or how many they're going to be doing. They're also doing some already for some other studio. I don't, I don't remember whether it's uh, Sony or whatever. So this would be in addition to that. Um, but they now have uh, a big deal with Netflix, apparently. And then finally, Jerry Seinfeld is going to be directing and starring in a new Netflix comedy called Unfrosted. And it is apparently based on an old joke of his about the creation of Pop-Tarts. Hmm. So, okay. I have so many questions right now and I don't even know that I care about the answers. How do you take a joke about Pop-Tarts and then make a movie around it? And then again, like, I don't think I even want you to answer the question. I, I think like I've already lost interest in in the whole question in the first place. Oh, I, so, I agree. I agree. I, uh, I only am curious about it just to see what kind of train wreck it's going to be. All due respect it to Jerry Seinfeld. I just don't, I don't get this. Like what? But anyway, there it is. Unfrosted. We'll see. Anything else you've got for us before we, uh, throw in the towel, Tim? I do not. All right. Well, in that case, everybody enjoy your week. The last week of June coming into the 4th of July weekend. Um, I think we are going to be doing some shows over the holiday weekend. Uh, if that changes at the last minute, bear with us. Good place to find that out, though. And a good place to come converse with us and have discussions and, and let us know what you think of the shows, the stuff we talked about, etc., would be the Escape Hatch Discord server. If you go to randomchatter.com slash escape hatch, that will get you an invite link into that server. And that's where most of us hang out these days. And uh, you can chat with us directly about anything you would like at all. Once again, don't forget to go to store.randomchatter.com and you can get that cool looking t-shirt that Tim has. We showed off last show. I don't think we have this show yet. It's got the uh, Force Chatter logo on it. And uh, you can get that in whatever background color you want. There's a large selection of uh, colors. There's t-shirts, sweatshirts, hoodies, whatever. I would recommend maybe not the hoodie right now just because it's hot outside. But I bet you've got some t-shirts that could use replacing coming into the su summer season. And this is the perfect time to do it. We've also got the random chatter logo, uh, which you see right down here in the corner of the screen. If you're watching this on YouTube and uh, logos for other shows as well. Speaking of YouTube excuse me, don't forget to go to randomchatter.com slash YouTube, hit the subscribe button, hit the like button, hit the notification bell button. Um, that way you can get notified anytime we post new shows here on YouTube, which we do several times a week. And then you can join us in the live chat there as well, or you can watch it later, whichever doesn't matter to us, but please do hit that subscribe and like button. We would really appreciate it. That is going to do it for this week of random chatter. Have a great week. Have a great holiday weekend next weekend, and we will see you.